Welcome to the Unwritten Playbook, where we talk to interesting people who are rejecting a status quo and paving a new way. This is your host, Megan Bowen. On today's episode, I'm speaking with Quentin Alums, marketing lead at Greatness Media, TEDx speaker, podcaster, writer, esports geek, and personal branding expert. Personal branding has been a hot topic for a while, and Quentin has a great take on how to think about building a personal brand. As one of the first video creators on LinkedIn, he brings some great insight to this topic that is really refreshing. His passion for storytelling really fuels his approach and mindset about this. And if you haven't, you should definitely check out his podcast, Stupid Deep. It's one of the most unique formats I've heard recently. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Now to this episode. So let's jump right in and get into the main topic that we're going to talk about today. So Quentin, tell me, what is the status quo that you reject and why do you reject it? Yeah, I was just telling you that I've been thinking about this like all night. Um, I would say the status quo that I reject um, is that anything should be the way that or things are the way that they are only because enough people have agreed that they are that way. I read that quote in like sixth grade um, in some random book that I was reading called Trader. Um, and I've, I've just tried to apply that to everything that I've done. But specifically, I would say personal branding. Just things are the way that they are only because enough people have agreed that they're that way, not because they they should be that way most of the time. I love that. And I uh, really resonates with me as well. I think um, so much of how people live their lives are based on like an internal narrative that they've created in their mind that is a result of their, their experiences, what's, what's happened, what hasn't happened to them. Um, and it's so easy to just believe all those things are, are true, especially when people around you are reinforcing that um, and how liberating it can be when you actually have realizations as you go through life that, um, that it's so much more than that. I, I, I heard something recently and was writing about it this morning about how we very often think we see the whole picture, but really we're just seeing a fraction of it at any given point in time. And like being willing to open your mind and explore new avenues can be, um, can be how meaningful things happen to you and how you make changes in your life that can like get you to the next level. Facts sounds like me right now. I'm on like a existential trip for that. I love that. So uh, we were talking a little bit before we hit record about how I was into being a filmmaker growing up. I was also equally into philosophy and especially like the existentialists like Nietzsche or Sartre and um, like, you know, what is life? Who are we? What are we doing? And so um, let's dig into this a little bit more, you know, especially when you think about personal branding and if you're going through your own moment of like just evaluating your own existence and, and what you're meant to do, how how do all those things come together for you? What, what's, what's top of mind as it relates to all these things? Um, let's say with personal branding, I think I'm not even sure if this answers this question, but this is where my head went. Um, a lot of people, um, are like, Hey, like, like, this is my brand. This is my personal brand. And with me, like, I've just had so much go on in my life the past 
few years and specifically the past year um, that just everything has changed. And I've just begun to like question everything. Like, why do I want this? Like, why am I building this company? Why do I have employees? Like, why am I doing all these different things? Like, what am I speaking about? Is it bringing value? Just questioning everything. And I think a lot of people just view personal branding or view stories like this, um, this singular thing. Like I went from X to Y to Z and it's just so much more than that. And for me, it's more so it's kind of like a musician, you know, like album one tells, tells this narrative, tells this story. Um, and each song underneath that tells a narrative, tells a story. And I just, right now I feel like I'm in like album zero, like the prequel, like going back to reality. Like I, I've just been on this weird existential trip, questioning everything. Why do I believe this? Um, is this actually the content that I want to create? Um, I'm not sure if that answers that. I just, to me, personal branding, it's a journey and you should be, you should be going on a journey. It should be, there should be movement there, but you should also be, you should also be taking the people that are following your journey on a journey. I love that. And, you know, one of the, I would say, I guess, like, quote unquote, best practices that I think you often hear from any like LinkedIn famous person about how to build a personal brand, they'll, the, the common wisdom is like, you know, pick a niche and like stay focused on just one topic and just go deep on that topic. And, you know, that's how you create a following. That's how you create a brand for yourself. Um, and if you're, you know, you can't be everything to everyone. If you're all over the place, like no one's going to really understand what you stand for. And that's so interesting. Cause I think even in my own journey, as I've like gotten into sharing content and, and creating a podcast, when I first got started, a lot of my focus was sharing my knowledge around uh, customer success, which was sort of a functional area that I spent a lot of my career in. I had a lot of tactical information and opinions that I wanted to get out there and share. But then as my own personal journey moved forward, I started talking about sales or marketing. And then, you know, now that I'm starting this, I'm working on building an agency with a business partner right now. And so much of what I do day to day is actually around personal development and people development and leadership and and building something. And Mm. so my content has taken all of these turns with me and, you know, I've gotten some criticism from folks of like, pick a lane, like you're kind of all over the place, but I'm kind of like, but, but this is what's happening in my life. This is what I want to talk about. This is what, um, you know, I'm not just one thing. Right. Um, and so curious what you think about sort of that common wisdom and just that in general, it seems like you might be going through a similar kind of journey and like metamorphosis of, of going in and out of different things. Yeah. Yeah. Human beings aren't niches, you know, and I, I think, I, I don't remember where I read that. Um, I think someone put it in my discord channel, but they're like, um, here's this thread that someone wrote. It's like human beings aren't niches and social media has just like pushed us to define a lane. Like, yeah, you shouldn't, you shouldn't talk about video games because that person that you're trying to sell to, maybe they're not into video games. So you should just focus on your funnel, just focus on giving marketing tips or whatever it might be. But human beings are not niches. And I think even more so when you're a creative person, like you said, you had an interest in like, you wanted to be a filmmaker. Like clearly you're a creative person. Like that's something that, that is a part of your identity. You know, like um, if you're, if you don't consider yourself a creative person and you're just like, Hey, like, I just want to talk about business. I think a, a niche might help you a lot. A lane might help you a lot. Cause it will help you be creative because you're able to create a list. Hey, I should just talk about X, Y, and Z for me. 
yeah, like I have a lane, like I'm a storyteller. Like I, I build communities. I've, I've worked with a lot of people on their personal brands. Like that's my lane. It's a pretty broad lane, but even that, like that's restricting for me because I want to talk about video games. I want to talk about all these different things. Like, cause that, that's just who I am. And I feel that I can be more creative when I don't have those boundaries around me, because again, I'm not a niche. I'm a human being and I want to do a lot of different things. I want to test a lot of different things and that's just who I am. So I would just, I would say it depends on one, what are your goals? Like if, me back in the day when I was struggling, you know, and I had nothing and I needed to build a company, me being all over the place would not contribute to my goals. I would not probably get a client if I was all over the place talking about video games and talking about community over here, personal branding and marketing and all these different things. I had to pick a lane because I had to attract and I had a specific goal and I was looking to achieve that goal. How do you do that? I put together a plan and then I, I executed on that plan. So it depends where you are, I would say as well. Um, later on, after you've have you have that community, you have that following. I think it's a lot easier um, to kind of veer off and do your own thing. But again, it depends on your goals. It depends on who you are. It depends on what you're looking to achieve with, with your following, with your brand. But human beings are not, are not niches. So let's dig into that a little bit more because I think, um, I think this would be, would be helpful. Break down your your personal journey in building your own personal brand. Cause I think, you know, it sounds like at the beginning you did have a clear focus that that focus has evolved over time. You might be taking a step back in your life right now, it seems, and kind of reevaluating what your new purpose, your new goals are. So can you take us through sort of that journey and, and, and sort of share tactically some of the things you thought about in and how you got to, to where you are clearly um, you've had a lot of success. I think you have a lot of optionality ahead of you. And so it'd be great to, to dig into that journey and kind of what you learned and, and what are some great takeaways for people? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, I'll start with two things cause I think they're important. Um, and they really started before I understood what the word personal brand meant. Um, before I really understood what marketing meant, actually quick story. I remember asking my roommate, what does marketing mean? Like, I don't know why that just came out to me. I haven't thought about that in years, but like, I had no idea what any of this stuff was. Um, but I was a singer songwriter that is like, that's where my foundation started. I would say like I was doing like SEO before I understood what that meant. Um, I was thinking about brand before I knew what that meant. I was thinking about personal brand before I knew what that meant, you know, all these different things. And then the second thing, um, was I was a ghostwriter near, college and then a little bit out of college as well. And I was, I was writing as other people on these blogs and these stories and these eBooks and all these things that I was working on at the time I had like my confidence issues. Like I wasn't confident in myself. Like I was super quiet, super timid. And then all of a sudden it's like, damn, like I wrote that thing that people are commenting on. Damn. I wrote that thing that people are like, that's the most incredible writing I've ever seen. And of course, like there was brand there and that person's, those people, their brands um, were carrying my words. So it, like they were amplified, but that showed me that like I could do anything, you know, because I was already doing it just behind someone else. Um, so those, those like set the tone for me a lot early on before I really understood where I wanted to go or who I was or anything. They kind of opened up my world. Um, in terms of my journey of personal branding though, I remember 2016, um, I, I was working for a wearable tech company and a virtual, virtual reality startup. Um, just marketing person, social media person. And I remember I was like, Hey, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to launch my own company. So I took a dead end job. 
just so I wouldn't fall in love with this job because I knew I would working with someone else and I wanted to start my own company. So I launched my first startup. My buddy's like, yo, can I interview you? Like, I, I love what you're working on. And I was like terrified. I was like, oh my God, like, no, 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 no. I do not want to be on camera, but I decided to do it. And I watched that video recently and it was the worst thing I've ever done. Like <laughs> I'm embarrassed for myself back then. And I, I don't get embarrassed often, you know, like, but it was terrible. Like I stopped in the middle, like, oh my God, I can't do this. Can we start all over? Like, which is so unlike me uh, looking back, which is crazy, but that happened. And then I was like, okay, that will never happen again. If I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I have to pitch myself. I have to be able to tell a story. I have to be confident in my words. So I just recorded a video every single day for over a year. It was like 500 days plus on all these different platforms. But I told myself, we're just going to do this for a year. Started on YouTube, moved to Snapchat, moved to Instagram, moved to all these different platforms. And eventually I found myself on LinkedIn. And around that time, video wasn't even on LinkedIn yet. So it was just text posts and blogs and things like that. And then I want to say about a couple months in, I got video as like a beta tester. And I was like, damn, like I can do this. Like I've been doing this for like over a year. I can talk to the camera now. And I was watching all these other creators and it was like all similar. And I'm like, okay, I can really like come on the scene and do something different. Um, so I did. And things didn't move as fast as I thought they would, but my first video popped off, which was nice. And then I started meeting all these creators and it was like, damn, like all these cool people in my life. And again, it was kind of like ghostwriting again. It was like people validating certain things or like saying, Hey, like I saw you did that, but it was an idea that I gave my friend, you know, that blew up. And I saw all these people blowing up around me. I'm like, why am I not blowing up? But I just kept investing in other people, bringing people together, talking. And eventually it was like, damn, like I'm really starting to grow, um, really starting to grow. And like I was getting speaking engagements. I didn't really have clients yet, but I was making a little bit of money, like enough to live. Um, and then VidCon happened. Someone, someone asked me to fly out to VidCon. I was speaking alongside people. Like I had 2000 followers. Everybody else had like over 30, um, which was eye-opening to me. Looking back, it's like, whatever, like followers don't mean anything. But to me at the time, it's like, oh my God, I don't believe, I don't belong here. Like I'm an imposter. Um, and that, that was like a pivotal moment for me, you know, because it showed me that it doesn't matter how many followers you have. It just matters. Like one, are you unique? Do you stand out from everybody else? But what are you doing with those followers? Um, from there I ended up launching a company. Um, I'm sorry, from there, my company started growing. And then I launched another company that absorbed that client base. That company grew very, very, very quickly. Um, and my life just kind of changed from there. You know, I went from not being able to pay the bills, um, power being turned off multiple times, not having any clients to working with huge brands, you know, like huge, huge brands and huge people and creating big personal brands across like different platforms. Um, and I, I became less of a creator and more of a business person, more of an entrepreneur. Um, and while it was successful, I just, I realized that I did not, enjoy the prison that I was building. Cause the reason I started in the first place, because I was curious and I wanted to, I wanted the freedom, you know, but my clients became my boss. Um, and my employees, like it was constant fires to be put out. And like you, you get a new client, you hire a new employee. Um, and that's where a lot of that self-discovery came and could have kept it open, decided to shut it down and launch a podcast did pretty well, still doing well. I just have been neglecting it. Um, and that ended up getting me a job with Lewis House. And now I'm leading the marketing team, um, the School of Greatness and Greatness Media. 
But that's my very concise personal branding <laughs> journey. It's a great story. And you touched on something there. And I'm curious if this is part of maybe your your sort of self-evaluation, your existential moment that you're going through now. Um, sort of talking about investing in others and investing in yourself. Um, and I think in a very real way through ghostwriting, right? You did that in a very tangible way. Um, that point really, really resonated with me, I think on a couple of levels, like I would say like growing up, I definitely would prioritize the needs of others over myself and had to like remove myself from my environment from California to New York to give myself space to figure out what I wanted. Um, but then even as I've grown my career, um, like I view my, my superpowers as like creating the conditions for the people around me, my team members, my customers to be successful. I get a lot of personal satisfaction of helping mm -hmm. others. Um, but it's a very, um, it's a very dangerous balance because you have to take care of yourself, right. As well. And not, uh, not, not, not sacrifice your own needs for, for other people. That said, I think there's a lot of nobility and a lot of wonderful things that can happen when you serve others and you lift others up and, and help others. Um, I, I may be off, but how do you, how do you think about that? And how does that relate to your own journey and kind of what you're going through right now, balancing those two forces? Yeah. Um, at first with like the ghostwriting and stuff, like it was great. Um, I didn't like the spotlight. I didn't like it at all. Um, I didn't really have my voice yet. Um, and then later I didn't want to focus on others at all. I just wanted to focus on building my brand. Um, and then I built a company all about building other people's brands, you know? Um, and then I stopped and I'm like, okay, I really want to focus on myself. And where I'm at now is that while I do want to focus on myself and build my brand, I think a lot of what I will be doing this next decade of my life should be about other people and building the brands of others. Um, Cause I think it gives me more grounds to stand on as a human being too. And it's just fun, you know, like I'm sick of telling my story. <laughs> like I'm so sick of telling my story. I'd rather just live it and tell someone else's, you know, like, and I, I just, I know the skill set that I have and I know that I'm able to build almost anything that I think I, almost anything that, comes to my head, you know, like personal brand wise, you know, like, so yeah, I, I want to focus on building the brands of others. And as, as I'm saying this, I'm realizing that I didn't give tangible things and I can, I can go back if you want me to, I was just telling my story, but yeah, no, no, no. Let's get into it now. Cause I think, um, it's a good segue for, um, you know, for anyone that's listening right now, who's interested in, um, you know, investing in themselves in their future, they want to embark on this journey of their personal brand development. Um, what have you learned along the way? What are things, what are tactical, actionable things that people can be thinking about, can be doing in order to do this successfully? Or when you think about how you're going to help people do so over the next decade, what is your guidance to them? What is your instruction? Yeah, I would say before anything, um, clarity is everything. Um, clarity across the board. I think a lot of people say build your personal brand, but I think that's actually very, very dangerous advice, especially for young people. Um, Cause we go out and like, yo, this is who I am before we really have an understanding of who we are. Um, and you can discover yourself through content. That's fine. But I think clarity, start with clarity. 
like who are you as a person? Where are you trying to go? But also who are the people that you're trying to attract? Um, Cause if you, get, if you have a deep understanding of like your ideal client or whatever, whoever it is that you're trying to attract, whether you're a business owner or not, if you have a real understanding of that, it's going to be a lot easier for you to create content and to do things or to create events or whatever it is that you're doing for those people. You have to have a real understanding of yourself and of other people and the people that you're trying to attract into your world because your personal brand starts with you, but it becomes about those people. So start with that clarity. How do you do that? Because how do you achieve that clarity? I think easier said than done. Arguably. Yeah, so that can be that can be a lot of things. Um, there are a bunch of uh, resources, um, spreadsheets. I would say Brittany Crystal, someone that I interviewed on my podcast. If you go to her site, there's a bunch of free, I think, free resources on her site that help you work through that clarity. Like, okay, this is who I am. This is where I'm trying to go. This is who I'm trying to reach. Um, but you don't have to do that either. You know, for me, kind of what that looked like was a, <laughs> a lot of mistakes. You know, like, hey, like this is who I am. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a misfit. I'm a storyteller. Um, but it also kind of worked, you know, and I, I leaned into this misfit narrative and I got clear, okay, this is who I'm trying to attract. Then I looked at my business. Okay. Who, who am I servicing? Um, where are they spending their time? Like how much money are they making? Um, where do they live in the world? And I started talking to them, you know, and like understanding them on a deeper level, like same, same thing with content, same thing. If you're a musician, you know, understanding the people that you're speaking to, understanding the people that you're servicing, um, start there, ask questions, do a little study. Like there's a lot of different ways that you can go. I just, I took the long way around, you know, like constant, constant mistakes. Um, but also understand that it doesn't have to be a hundred percent clarity. I would say a good, like 60%, you know, because there's going to be an evolution there. Me, the person that I, when I started, you know, is completely different than me now. Um, but there's a, there's a bunch of free resources out there. You can start with things like strength finders or whatever, you know, like with clarity on you. And then when you're actually looking at who am I servicing or who am I speaking to just go directly to them. I think that will, that will help expedite things. I love that. All right. So seek clarity, talked a little bit about how to do that. What's next in terms of building a personal brand. Yep. Yep. Um, then I would look at your strengths, which is a part of a part of clarity. Um, for me, I was recording videos. Um, and people always ask me about video content, but I, I know that things popped off initially because I'm a writer. Um, and because of my writing, you know, and like, that was my strength and that's always been my strength. And I think a lot of people tend to lean into algorithms and what algorithms say to do, but we forget that algorithms are there to service us. Um, even though like all these things are pushed, like I focused on what I was good at. I would look at strengths. Um, after that, when you're creating content, um, actually before that, when you're creating content, um, a lot of people like, Hey, like quantity, I want to push out the best. I would just focus on quantity, especially early on. Um, a a big thing for me when I was first getting started, like I was also 3d modeling because my first business was a virtual reality startup. And I, I came across a video and it was like, Hey, like you have designer B and designer A and designer B like, Hey, like I want you to create like one, one masterpiece over this, over a period of 30 days and designer A like, Hey, like, can you create one thing? It doesn't matter what it is, but one thing every single day for 30 days, designer A would destroy designer B because they're running into more problems. They're like creating more, they're more curious. Like they're doing all these different things, you know, and they're learning more. The thing that they create on the last day will probably be better than the thing that this person over here has been working on for 30 days because of all those 
things. So I would say focus on quantity because you're going to learn more about your target. You're going to learn more about yourself and you're just going to learn more overall about the craft. Um, so before that, like don't get wrapped up in, in quality, focus on quantity, especially early on, because you're the quality will improve over time. Again, I was doing it every single day and just building that habit and getting in that habit, I think will help you a lot. Um, after that, once you're like more in the groove, something that just people don't talk about, but has helped me tremendously and helped my previous clients tremendously is just understanding where traffic is coming from. So a lot of people jump on whatever platform it is, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and it's like, yo, I'm just going to create. Cool. I think that's great. Again, focus on quantity, but understanding where traffic is coming from. If you look at your goals, if you're trying to build a community, Hey, like I want to drive all my traffic to this discord community or this Facebook community. Okay. Where are people clicking from? Is it when I do an article? Is it when I do a viral video? Like how many, how many clicks am I getting? Like this is, this is the reason why my company grew so quickly is because I understood where traffic was coming from. I knew if I made an article, I was going to get at least, at least five quality leads from that article. So long as it was about something that, that was, for my, my target audience, you know, and I had a deep understanding of them. If I had a viral video, I knew that at least 10 quality leads were going to come through if it hit a certain threshold because I had tracked it. Um, so just understand one where traffic is coming from, but understand why, you know, and if you do that, just keep leaning into that, keep split testing, keep iterating on those things, but understand where it's coming from and why, um, and track and test those things, set up smart links, you know, like, Hey, like, is it worth me spending all this time on Instagram or not? Are people actually clicking on my podcast? You know, is it worth me spending all this time on LinkedIn? Is it actually driving traffic over here? Or am I better off just doing cold messages? You know, like understand what's working, understand what's not working, understand where traffic is coming from. I think that's a big thing. Um, and off of that too, um, and this is just more like just my methodology around um, just content, like just straight up, like split testing. Um, it's a lot easier with paid because you can control all the variables. Um, but with organic, it's just something that I don't see a lot of people doing. Um, like, Hey, like, here's this concept. Um, let's take a tweet that I have. Right. Um, and maybe it's about, here's how to build a personal brand and it's five steps. Let's take that same tweet. Let's post it on LinkedIn. Okay. Now let's take that same information. Let's just Let's post it as a text post. You've got a photo and a text post, same information. Which one performs better? Okay, what does perform better mean? I want more clients. Okay, which one, which one is going to help me get more leads? Understanding those things and then leaning into what's working, I think will help expedite. Because if you're just focused on building a personal brand, I'm assuming you want growth. Okay, which, which A or B is going to contribute more to my growth? And just keep iterating and keep iterating and you'll grow quickly. Um, then again, just you could just say like, forget about everything that he's saying. Cause that's what works for me. You know, like I'm very, I'm just very methodical. Like I want to understand why and what, but early on, I was just like, Hey, I'm just going to do whatever. Um, and I, I guess last thing, um, the thing that probably has contributed most to my success, um, is building, building a community. And it wasn't even a community of people that would buy from me because I really had two buckets of people that I was targeting, um, C-suites, marketing managers, head of marketing, like people that had the ability to say, Hey, yeah, like we want to work with this, with this company. And then also just like the misfits, you know, the entrepreneurs, the creatives, the weird people, um, like that, that was my community. But what I found was that that community gave me a lot of credibility with the people that did have the budget, the people that did have the decision, um, making ability and 
the people in my community often worked underneath people like that. And they're like, Hey, like you should check out the misfits. Like they do X, Y, and Z, or you should check out Q. He, he can speak at about X, Y, and Z, and he should be in this organization. That community gives you a lot of credibility, but also a lot of fulfillment. It's a lot of fun. You know, like people picked me up from the airport when I would fly out to New York, let me stay on their couch. Like, um, <laughs> community is like, community is everything. Just don't, don't mistake community for a following, you know, like it should be an actual place digitally or physically where people can gather and bring value and have conversations. And yeah, but so the community piece has been, been the most rewarding for me. Was that intentional when you started out to, to build that community and also like to sort of, you have, you have like that two pronged approach, right? Sort of community. And I guess like prospect or, or client, was that intentional or did you just kind of fall into that? Yeah, it was intentional. Um, and it goes back to my, my time as a musician. I was like, how do I, and I was, I was just focused on LinkedIn early on. I was like, how do I stand out? Um, so I, I bought this hat. I was like, first I was like, okay, I just want to be seen as like this weird person, like this, this misfit. And that was the word. It was like misfit. Cause someone's like, you're such a misfit. I was like, I like that. Um, and I, I bought this hat, like, uh, like it was $40, you know, like, and I was like, okay, how can people like, when they see me, they, they always know that's cute. Or like, they always know, like, he's, he's this weird dude. Like, if you see me on the street, like, what do you have on your head? But like, I'm, I'm curious, you know? So I bought this hat and I wore it like every single day, every video, every photo, everything. Like, and then all of a sudden it was like, damn, like people were like, yep, that's the misfit. Or like, you should talk to the misfit or the misfits. When I started my company, people started recognizing me on the street, recognizing me in the airport. People were like, anyone else wore a hat? It's like, why are you copying Q? Like it was, <laughs> it was very intentional. And then I'm like, there are so many other people like me and I have no idea what I'm doing. Let's bring them all together. And it yeah. was just, it just came in waves, which was so, 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 so cool. Um, but it, it was very much intentional. I just, the way that it happened, I didn't so much plan, but I wanted, I wanted the community. Yeah, I love that. Um, curious, um, you know, and like even in my own personal, um, my own personal journey, I'm really like all in on LinkedIn. Um, I've actually never set up a Facebook account. I've never had Twitter. I've never had Instagram. Um, Respect. <laughs> and I've gotten to the point where I'm like, I've, I've made it this far <laughs> without being on those platforms. It feels weird. It's not me, I think, to go and set, set up accounts on there, right. And figure that out. Um, curious what your, your take on it is though, because it, it looks like you were very intentional about being on multiple platforms. It was part of your testing methodology. Clearly you can kind of reach different people on different platforms. Um, how important is that though? Like, is it a losing strategy for me to just like go all in on LinkedIn or how do you just, how do you view figuring out how to like pull all those different levers and what makes sense. Yeah. It depends on what you're looking to achieve. Um, I'd say LinkedIn is in a unique position because it's a monopoly. Like there's no competition. There's nothing else like LinkedIn. Um, you can't go to Facebook and be like, yeah, I want to reach the, the CEO of Sony, you know, like that, that you can find them, but they're not going to accept your friend request, you know, um, <laughs> like just very, very unique platform. Um, and I, I understood that and I understood that I didn't need any other platform in order to generate leads in order to generate, um, dollars for my company at the time. So I focused on LinkedIn Yeah, and it was a unique opportunity for the platform at the time. It still is, still is, and probably will be for another year or two, um, in terms of like, yeah, I can really explode on this platform. Um, 
that being said though, I do have other goals. Um, but I wanted to build one thing and then funnel that traffic elsewhere. And I think that's, that's where, that's where you really find a lot of success. Trying to build everywhere is very, very difficult, especially without a team. And I know because I talk to people, <laughs> uh, it's like, Hey, like I want to be like Gary Vaynerchuk, or I want to be like Sophia Amoroso or like anyone else. These people have teams, you know, um, they have editors to do all these things and to say, Hey, like you post this now, or they have people to post like with Lewis, like he has a full team, you know, I'm a part of that team. Um, so comparing yourself to those people, just don't because you'll, you'll burn out very, very quickly. I would say focus on one because that's where a lot of, you see any successful TikTok or YouTuber, typically they have one main platform still to this day. Like I still have one main platform. I'm everywhere, but I have one main platform. And then you funnel that traffic elsewhere. So now I'm focused really on building TikTok. When I build TikTok, I'll be driving that traffic to YouTube, not LinkedIn, because LinkedIn is my main platform. I don't really care, whatever. Like I have no goals there anymore, but I want to funnel that to YouTube. Same thing, focus on building one um, and it can be a main platform and then may, maybe two at the same time as well, you know, because TikTok and YouTube would work very, very well. YouTube is its own standalone platform, right? It's its own ecosystem. TikTok, very concise. You could chop up content if you want. You can make up content really, really quickly. Um, so it just, I would say it depends on your goals and what you're looking to achieve, uh, but more than likely one's going to make the most sense. And then once you have one and you really have that flow going, you're growing, funnel that elsewhere. I love that. Like a podcast or YouTube or anything else. One last question, and then we'll get into my sort of two wrap up questions for, for this conversation. And so, um, you know, I understand why we leverage all of these different networks and channels, right? Because like, that's where people are. People are on YouTube, people are on TikTok, people are on LinkedIn. Once you've like, like look at your position, right? Like you've cultivated a community, you have a following across many platforms. What do you think about figuring out a way to almost um, like stand up or invest in your, your own channel, like your own channel that is not dependent upon another network, right? People talk like what happens if like LinkedIn goes away or this or that. And so curious how that plays into your thought process. Um, um, yeah. yeah. Of kind of like owning your own channel, if you will. Yeah. I think it's the most important thing like rented media versus owned media. Um, and it, it's something I, I see a lot of creators just skip over. It's like, Hey, I've got this attention and it's working now. Like it's fine if it's working now, but they can change things any, anytime they want. You know, like I've seen it on LinkedIn about 20 times since I started, you know, like change, change, change. You're going to focus on this now, which is fine. Um, but instead of sweating that worrying about that, just build your own list. You know, like I know companies like, I'm sorry, I know people that make like 30K, 40K, every single email they send out. Like, I'd rather make that than 30K, 40K followers and I'm not doing anything with. If you're doing something with and you're leveraging them, cool. Um, but build your own list, build your own community, something that you own, something that no one can take away from you because no one can take away from you. And on the back end, like if you have that community or if you have that list, you can sponsor that out. Five to 10 to 15 to 20 to 30 to 40K um, plus packages, you know, if you, if you understand, again, who you're servicing and the value of those people that you have in that community. Um, I know a lot of people that approach things like that. It's a model that I'm looking at too, with the communities that I built, you know, like just sponsoring everything out, um, but build, build your own lists. They're so, 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 so powerful. 
whether it's text or newsletter or a discord channel, like whatever it might be, you know, just make sure you capture their information. Yep. Makes sense. Um, this has been a really awesome conversation. It's been so cool getting to know you and digging into this topic. A lot of great tactical advice you just dropped, which I really, really appreciate. Um, my fun to wrap up question. So let's do a future cast 10 years from now, 2031. Pandemic is over. Living in Denver. <laughs> yeah. um, what do you hope is true related to this topic and, and what we've been digging into? What, what do you hope has changed? What do you what do you hope people have adopted? Um, what do you hope is different in the ecosystem and, and kind of the the power that people can 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 take from from building a personal brand? What yeah. do you hope is true 10 years from now? Yeah, it's a deep question. Um, I hope that people aren't so wrapped up in numbers and social media followings. Like when I was at 2K followers, it's like, damn, once I get to 10K, like my life will be so different and I'll be so happy. And once I got to 10K, it was just 20K. And then when I got to 20K, it was 50K. And 50K, then it's 100K, you know, like social media followings, like they're just followings. They're just numbers, you know, like it it doesn't change your identity. It can if you let it, but it, it shouldn't. Um, but that being said, where things are going. And like, that's something I'm super passionate about as well. Just the future, I would say more of what clubhouse is. Um, and I have my, there are pros and cons to, to clubhouse. Um, but more of what clubhouse is, you know, like you can't hide, you are your social media platform. Like you are your profile, you're online or you're not online. I would say it's more of that. It's more of what Fortnite is like, that's what personal branding is going to be. Like you are a character you are like, this is your avatar, you know, and we're already seeing like this world with NFTs and things like that. I would say personal branding. I hope people have a better relationship with themselves and a better relationship with technology and, um, followings and social media and all these different things. Um, I'm not sure they will, or we will, but I hope that we do, but I know that it's going more in the direction of, Hey, I am this, I am my personal brand. I am this character. Um, and it very much probably will be like a digital character that we're stepping into this whole ecosystem. Um, I just, I hope that we have a better relationship with just everything with tech, with social and how that affects us. Um, that's my biggest hope, but I know that it's going more in the direction of just, I am this and it is me. <laughs> I love that. So if people only remember one thing from this entire conversation, what do you hope it is? Yeah. Um, Things are the way that they are only because enough people have agreed that they are that way. Um, there's something you want to change, change it. You know, if there's something that you want to try, try it. If there's something that I said that you're like, that's the dumbest thing ever. Cool. Do something else, you know, run with it. Um, just because something works for someone else doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Like find, find your own lane, find what works for you. Test those things, pump out the quantity, find your own like lane because so many of these people and the more successful people that I meet, it's like, damn, like you're so cool, but you're just like me or you're just like that person over there. Like we're all, we all have the potential to do whatever it is that we want to do. So things are the way that they are only because enough people have agreed that they are their way. So shout out to trader from sixth grade. <laughs> I love that quote. And I think one of my takeaways in having this conversation with you and, and something that I've, I've sort of discovered in my own journey is, um, just get started. Don't wait. 
um, to have the perfect idea or have the sort of the, the perfect plan that doesn't exist. And I think not only just get started, but like understand that it is, it is a, is a journey. You'll evolve. You can change your mind. You can try new things. Um, you're not, um, chained to your past or who you thought you were in your past. Um, and so kind of get started, embrace the journey and just kind of keep, keep evolving from there. Retweet. This was an awesome conversation. I so appreciate you coming on and sharing your your story, sharing um, your tactics. Um, really loved where, where we took this conversation. Um, I wish you the best in your your current exploration of what's next for you. And I, I imagine a lot of really cool and exciting things ahead for you over the next the next several years. Thank you for having me. Let me know when you release that uh, that film, feature film. <laughs> 